From the lava pit of a long-dormant volcano rise two unexpected heroes, Lumpy Bagpipes Jr. and Tipsy Sasquatch. Lumpy met Sasquatch one day, and likewise I'm sure, now they sit and talk about things that no one cares about, the Lumpy and Sasquatch show. Sasquatch and Lumpy, the Lumpy and Sasquatch Show. Okay, welcome to the Lava Pit. It's hot in here today, isn't it, Sasquatch? Sure is. It's like a gorilla sweating gorilla sweats. It's, it's like it, it is it's like a sweaty gorilla in here. Let me check the thermometer. It's 7,800 degrees Fahrenheit. Hot enough to melt rock. Rock enough to melt your face off. And didn't someone have an album, their second album perhaps, that was called 7,800 Degrees Fahrenheit? I don't know. That sounds awfully familiar, Lumpy. Yes. And that person is going into the Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland? No, the one in New Jersey. Oh, that's the name of an album? That's the name of an album, too. I hope when they drive to their induction ceremony, the roads aren't slippery when wet. And I really hope they have a nice day. Who are we talking about? We're talking about... The Cars! No, no. (laughs) Fellow 2018 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees, Bon Jovi. Yes. The Pride of New Jersey. Yes. The... Awesome singers from the East. As I wrote about him once, the rock and roll messiah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very nice. So, yes, on April 14th, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will invite Bon Jovi, The Cars, Dire Straits, The Moody Blues. They're pretty moody. Oh, they are very moody. And blue. And the great Nina Simone, all inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame April 14th. We here in the Lava Pit, we love us some Bon Jovi. Yeah, we're here to talk about Bon Jovi, not those other people. But yeah, Bon Jovi is constantly played around the Lava Pit. We are big Bon Jovi fans. So tell me, Lumpy, what is your what was your introduction to Bon Jovi? <clears throat> Just the radio, the music, Runaway, and then uh, Lay Your Hands on Me from 7800 Degrees Fahrenheit, I believe that's what, is that what that one's from? But yeah, you know, the radio, and then uh, I went off to college, and the first concert that I ever went to was 38 Special. I bought a ticket for it, and I bought the ticket because the opening act was Bon Jovi, and I really liked Bon Jovi, and everyone said, you're crazy, nobody buys a ticket for the opening act. And I said, just you wait. And here we are, 30 years later, Bon Jovi's still rocking. 38 special. I think they're working in a dump somewhere. Chasing, <laughs> chasing seagulls. No, I'm sure they're very doing very well. And let me point out, this was... The concert was, I think, the week, or very close to it, that Slippery When Wet came out. Wow. So, so they were, like, right on the verge of mega, super-duper stardom. That was definitely my introduction to Bon Jovi. It was Slippery When Wet it's it's chock full of hits i mean we could probably list them all but why don't you go listen to it that's more important yeah 
And the follow-up album, we, we were just talking a little bit about the follow-up album. Now, my wife, Mrs. Sasquatch, as we sometimes call her. No, we're not supposed to call her that. <laughs> we're not supposed to call her that. <laughs> Shoot! No. Delete! 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 Lady, uh, or is it Ms. Ms. That's right. Ms. Sasquatch. Ms. Sasquatch <laughs> is from New Jersey. And, of course, uh, loved the album New Jersey, which was the follow-up to Slippery, Slippery When, when wet. wet. And both of those albums together make up kind mm. of the the core of what you think of as the old, you know, late mm. 80s Bon Jovi hit machine. The, yeah, the old Bon Jovi. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to Dry County Bon Jovi. Yeah, the, you know, there's lots of Bon Jovis, and that's what's kind of great about Bon Jovi. You know, Bon Jovi's a little bit... You know, glam rock. They're a little bit Heartland rock, rock and roll. You know, there's a little bit of country influences. All, all they, kinds they put out a country album. Yeah, so really cool blend of of styles and influences. So I was briefly obsessed with the song "Bed of Roses" in the '90s, and the lyrical content was ridiculous. Was ridiculous. <laughs> it was a good ballad, but any lyric that says "With an ironclad fist, I wake up and French kiss the morning." That's not the best lyric. Isn't that that's deep? Maybe. <laughs> uh, it was it was a great little little hit, and we got in later on. We got into Always. Yeah. Uh, and then more recently, you know, this string of hits includes uh, "It's My Life." Yeah. What else? What else has been going on for the old Bon Jovi? They're on tour stuff? right now. For yeah. this house is not for sale. That's right. And uh, have been putting out albums all this all these years. Still going strong thirty years later. And I might be buying tickets for them. They're coming to Chicago in like three weeks. And That's awesome. Are they are they playing now? Do they have an opening act now that we should be like? Oh, we should be introduced to them. I think their opening act is Thirty Eight Special. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I would love it if it was one of those acts that was sort of like Bon Jovi, but got in the Hall of Fame before them. You know, mm. like Van Halen. A lot of people compare the two. Do you think there's any comparison between Van Halen and Bon Jovi? They both wrote songs that rock. Yeah. When when you think of the 80s and that type of music, I think the two songs that pop to mind are Living on a Prayer and Jump. Yeah. I mean, those encapsulate what that kind of music was like in the 80s. I call them I call them boombox hits because my brother, I remember my brother had this silver oversized boombox. Your adopted brother cuz he's human. Yes, my adopted brother. His name is Sean. Sean, are you out there? Probably not, but we'll Call in. Call in, Sean. Let us know you're all right. So Sean had this huge, like, gray silver boombox. You know, you used to see those images of people carrying them around on their shoulders, you know? Mm-hmm. And we kind of do that, but it was so heavy, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, these, these things were massive. I never did that. Massive. And uh, I, I just remember uh, those songs, those two songs you mentioned in particular, Jump and Living on a Prayer, also some Cyndi Lauper, Cyndi Lauper fans out there. Girls just want to have fun. Those three songs are etched into my memory from him with his big old silver boombox, uh, carrying it around and taking out backs for us to shoot some hoops. Shooting hoops. Shooting they hoops. Were, whatever happened to shooting hoops? Yeah, what, whatever happened to shooting <laughs> I hoops? I remember when I was in college. This would have been my senior year. Shooting hoops came on tour, <laughs> <laughs> and th- then they were never heard from again. Remember their hit? Uh, it's all a ball game. So let's check the score. You know, I, I don't remember that one. Oh, it was like, it's all a ball game. Let's check the score. You rock me, baby, right down to my core. <laughs> oh, shoot. I don't think we have rights to sing that. No. <laughs> you know, we used to make up fake lyrics to the Bon Jovi songs. Though. Why? They're, so, they're good songs. I, I don't know, we're... but we'd be out there shooting hoops, and we'd be like, living 
on the square. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Am I allowed to do that? Is that parody no, laws? I don't know. That was so far from what the song <laughs> actually sounds like. I think you're safe. So you don't do musicals, huh? Not frequently. <laughs> yeah, so many good things about Bon Jovi. Here's a here's a somewhat personal story, because I worked the concerts in college, too. It was interesting, because I saw him, like I said, uh, 86, when right before Slippery One came out. And then I saw him on the New Jersey tour, towards the end of my college career, uh, when he was like the biggest thing ever. And it was a huge show. I worked that show, and so did my friend, Danny Herbst. And we were doing an auction for the Student Theater Guild, a celebrity auction. Danny went to Bon Jovi's dressing room, and Bon Jovi literally gave Danny the shirt off his back. Wow. It was after the show. Danny said, hey, we're doing a celebrity auction. Bon Jovi took his shirt off, signed it, and gave it to Danny. That's rad. That that's is, really cool. That's He's a good guy. He We're talking about, you know, of course, Bon Jovi the rock star, but we also need to talk touch upon Bon Jovi the philanthropist. That's an example. He has his soul foundation which is a charity that works on feeding the hungry and the homeless in the U.S. and works on poverty. He's got two soul kitchens opened in New Jersey that focus basically on feeding those that live below the poverty line. So, yeah, he's he's the real deal. And didn't he also own a indoor football team? He owns the Philadelphia Soul. Again, the word soul. Mm. The uh, arena football team. Yeah, he's he does a lot of different stuff, and he does a lot, a lot of good of in the world. And I bet he does a lot of philanthropy through those organizations, through, you know, like through the the Philadelphia Soul team. I bet they they do a lot of outreach in the oh, community. Yeah, I'm sure they Philly. do. And he's still another cool thing. He's a rock star who's yeah. toured the world, and he's still married to his high school sweetheart. That's cool. That's yeah. really cool. It, here's something that I that I always found interesting. The '80s were a time where you you got some of these bands that were named after the last name of a person in the band or somebody who formed the band. We mentioned Van Halen. We mentioned... Was there a guy named Van Halen in Van Halen? Yeah. Eddie Van Halen. I thought it was David Lee Van Halen. Oh, my goodness. That's no longer a thing anymore, right? I mean, that, you know, we had all these things with... Um, or, or even, like, names of bands that suddenly became the name of a lead singer, right? Right. We, like... Alice Cooper or Hootie and the Bluefish. <laughs> Is about Hootie. He hates it when people call him Hootie. I think that's why they don't record anymore. Or maybe they do. I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, actually, I remember the very first ceremony for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This would have been in the 90s when it had actually finally been built. Yeah. And my friend Tamara went to it. And we joked about that all the time. Because she kept saying, all I'm going to do is yell, where's Hootie? Where's Hootie? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, another Rock and Roll Hall of Fame story. So anyway, you're talking about Bon Jovi as the name of the band. But there was no band at first. There was just John Bon Jovi. He recorded Runaway all on his own. And I don't know if the story is, he sent it in, he got a record contract, and they were like, hey, can your band come in and record the rest of the record? And he was like, yeah, sure, I have a band. <laughs> and then he rounded up some buddies. Yeah, I mean, it was all it was a one-man show for that first song. So since he was the one with the record contract, I'm sure that's why they named the band Bon Jovi. He also runs the band. He's also the band's manager. So what he says goes. It's very much a tyranny, but it works because they're still around. I watched this documentary where he said, look, uh, I fired our manager after New Jersey. Because we had been on the road for three years, and it just wasn't what we really wanted to do. Yeah. I went in and told everybody, I fired our manager. I'm our manager now. What I say goes. Everybody can have a say, but at the end of the day, it's going to be my decision. And you're welcome to walk away if you want. But we're not going to have a band where everybody gets a vote on whether we go on tour. And 
you know, the drummer's girlfriend gets a vote on whether we go on tour. It's my decision. Let's see if it works. And it worked. Well, I, you know, I, you probably have a quiz coming up. I'm not sure. But I, I'm really curious about this, this, this idea of last names as, as band names. Uh, and I don't know why that happened a few times in the 80s. You know, back in the 50s, they would, you know, all the doo-wop people, they would be like them and the backup band. You know, right. Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers. You know, J. Frank Wilson and the Cavaliers. Right. We talked about them in our uh, Dead Sweethearts right. podcast. Dead and the Sweethearts. Johnny Dead and the Johnny Sweethearts. Johnny Dead and the Sweethearts. <laughs> anyway, I'll move on. Mr. Uh, Roger 38 Special. <laughs> Why do you keep picking on 38 Special? I don't know. Hey, if anybody involved in 38 Special wants to call in and talk to us about what you've been doing, we will devote some time to We'll you. devote a whole episode if we had somebody from 38 Special. Oh, yeah. We would devote the whole 20 minutes. Uh, so just call the number on the bottom of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> if not, we'll just get Billy Idol in here to talk about all this stuff. Uh, I don't know about that. Poor Billy Idol. Hey, he's he's doing his stuff now. He's Dude's great. He's on Channel 33, Sirius XM. He hosts every, like, Thursday night. Yeah. Um, hey, did you know that he was supposed to be the T-1000 in Terminator 2? That's kooky. And he uh, couldn't do it because he had a motorcycle accident. I think you mentioned that in our last podcast, which was science fiction and fantasy songs of the 1980s. Oh, did I? Did we? That uh, make the cut? I don't. I don't listen to our <laughs> podcast, so I don't actually know what makes it on the air. <laughs> so if I repeat, if I did that last time, I apologize. And also, I'm not going to know because I'm not going to listen to this podcast either. Why would anybody listen to this? So let's make a prediction. What? <clears throat> what two or three songs? Will Bon Jovi play at their induction ceremony? They'll play Living on a Prayer. Living on a Prayer. They'll play Runaway. Runaway, really? Well, that was their first big one. Okay. Um, and they'll play You Give Love a Bad Name. You think so? I don't know. Maybe Bad Medicine instead of You Give Bad Love. Medicine is what? You, uh, can't, I, you really can't. I'm not allowed. Not Actually, a... this is, no, this is illegal. I can't do it. So that's I mean... why we shouldn't talk about music stuff. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all want to just start singing. <laughs> right. Okay, do you want to, um, I don't know if quiz is the right word for these. Do you want to have our our contest? Our game? It's a it's a test of knowledge and endurance. You know who else we listen to, or I listen to a lot in the lava pit, is Johnny Cougar. I love me some Johnny Cougar. I love John Cougar Mellencamp. I love John Mellencamp. Lived in Bloomington, Illinois, Bloomington, Indiana for three years. And basically, every day there's news on the radio about, about Mellencamp. And they play his albums at midnight. It was crazy. But you have to, you kind of leave with the love of John Mellencamp. And they're like, oh, you know, Harrison Ford's at John Mellencamp's wedding and he just stayed here. Like, okay, I didn't know he knew Harrison Ford. But there, that's was, there was a time when I listened to Uh Huh, that's the name of an album, a John Cougar. I think it's the first time it was John Cougar Mellencamp. I think you're right. I, I used to listen to that album, uh, you know, the, the LP on my record player on repeat, just nonstop. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. So, John Cougar Mellencamp was popular in the 80s, came to fruition in the 80s, became popular, as did Bon Jovi. So, John Mellencamp has a couple of kids named Jack and Diane. You've heard of them? I, I have, yeah. Our friend Bon Jovi, John Bon Jovi, has a couple of kids named Tommy and Gina. Aww. Yeah. So, we're going to play a game called Tommy and Gina or Jack and Diane. Oh, okay. Okay? Here we go. These two were living on a prayer. Tommy and Gina. Very good. These two suck on chili dogs outside the Tasty Freeze. Jack and Diane. Very good. 
These two American kids grew up in the heartland. I just talked about Heartland Rock. You know, that's yeah. sort of grew up around these guys. Uh, yes, that would be Jack and Diane. That's right. These two went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. <laughs> that's Jack and Jill. Right! <laughs> <laughs> these two worked in a diner and on the docks. That's uh, Gina and what's his face? Tommy and Gina. <laughs> do you want to take this seriously? Tommy and Gina. These two had crazy shenanigans while one of them patrolled the house and the other one tried to steal cheese. Lumpy and Sasquatch. <laughs> no, that's, that could be. You're right. I was thinking more along the lines of Tom, me, and Jerry. <laughs> no? Tom and Jerry. <laughs> yes. they, those are cartoon mice. A cat and a mouse. Okay. Right. Don't confuse cartoons for our listeners uh, these two com- comprise a popular cocktail made with whiskey an old-fashioned that's jack and coke <laughs> <laughs> these two believe life goes on long after the thrill of living is gone that's jack and diane correct this one even i didn't know these two solve mysteries in several books by agatha christie <laughs> <laughs> Poirot and no Tommy and Tuppence. <laughs> what is Tommy and Tuppence? They were in the Agatha Christie book, several Agatha Christie books. By the pricking of my thumbs was one of them, and Postern of Fate, which was actually the last book Agatha Christie wrote. If not the last published, but the last one she wrote. If it's not Poirot and it's not, and then there were none, then I don't know what you're talking about. What about Miss Marple? Oh, yeah, Miss Marple. Oh, okay, fair Okay, fair point. These two went on a crime spree in the central United States during the Great Depression. That's Bonnie and Clyde. Right! You're doing really well tonight. <laughs> I'm these, on my A game. These two never backed down. That's Tommy and Gina. Right! That's from the song It's My Life. You did really well. Whew. All right, so what else do we have to say about Bon Jovi? What are your, what are you, not counting like, oh, what are they going to sing at the Hall of Fame ceremony or three favorite Bon Jovi songs? My three favorite Bon Jovi songs are Living on a Prayer, yeah. legit. Um, legit is not a song. <laughs> yeah. Living on a Prayer, Better Roses, and probably Bad Medicine. Okay. I, I really like that. Wait, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to do this, but whoa. Yeah, that, I think we can get away with that. Yeah, yeah. Can you do that? Whoa, 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 shake it. I, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. Yeah. I'm gonna give you some Shake it like you break it. And what's your favorite Bon Jovi album? Slippery When Wet, duh. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, what's your favorite Bon Jovi album? That's a tricky one. Yeah. I do love Slippery When Wet, and the one that I'm gonna name is actually not a Bon Jovi song album. It's actually a John Bon Jovi solo album. Mm. Uh, I really love uh, Destination Anywhere. That mo- when that album came out, it was inspirational for me. It influenced a lot of my writing. I loved the majority of the songs. There was a song called August 7, 415, which was one of my best friend's birthdays. Oh. Although it's about a car kid getting run over by a car. But still. Yeah, still. <laughs> it was still a... Slippery When Wet. That's a weird title. Not for a rock song. Or not for a rock well, album. I guess that's my question is, was there any controversy around the title when it came out? Not the title, but they had to replace the album cover. Really? The first album cover had like a sexy lady all like wet. Oiled. <laughs> <laughs> um, like and then they had ready to, for wrestling. Yeah. And then they had to change it to just 
slippery when wet, wet ridden in condensation on like a car hood or something, I guess. Yeah. But anyway, maybe someday we'll have Bon Jovi on the podcast. That would be great. Do you think... I bet we'll end up with poison. Yes. Do you think when he gets inducted, do you think Richie Sambora will be on stage with him? I do. And, you know, uh, this recently came to my mind because the Bare Naked Ladies, have you heard of them? Sure, I love them. <laughs> they're, they're an alternative <laughs> rock band from Canada, the yeah. Bare Naked Ladies. Everybody loves them. And they were recently inducted into the Canadian uh, Music Hall of Fame. And they uh, were inducted at the Juno Awards. They reunited. After 10 years, they barely talked to each other. They hadn't even run into each other. But Stephen Page reunited with his bandmates for two songs on stage. They had a great time. I don't actually expect them to now tour and reunite or anything. I think they've gone their separate ways. But for that night, it was so important to them and to the band and to the fans to get together. I think absolutely. Yeah, but what's their story? I don't know that much about them. Did they just break up? or No, Stephen Page, you know ended up you know buried beneath a mound of cocaine uh was arrested uh couldn't get off this stuff they said bye-bye and so stephen page got himself clean and he started a solo career he's doing very well but there was something about that life of the band that even though they're great on stage there was a lot of backstage tension and ultimately it led to a lot of drug use and um and it caused a lot of friction so it is pretty similar because richie got kicked out of the band basically yeah yeah for his drug use extremely and similar by the way if anybody listening has a cd of Richie's Sambora's solo album Stranger in Town uh, make a copy of it and send it to Old Lumpy and Sasquatch uh, post office box so yeah because it's like a thousand dollars or something and I would love to have a copy of that yeah don't pay a thousand dollars for it I'm not going to pay a thousand we've got I'm, one of our many listeners is gonna we, we've is, got dozen listeners <laughs> <laughs> someone's gotta have it yeah. I'm sure that Ms. Sasquatch is listening. She probably has it. She's got all that New Jersey stuff. Well, and, you know, at her work, they have yeah. access to that Alexa. Have you met Alexa? I don't want to talk about that. That stuff's evil. Oh, yeah. It's evil. Actually, I should look on Spotify. That's a good point. Oh, and now that I said it during the podcast, it's probably going to activate somebody's at-home robot. Right. We just caused the, the great robot war. Yes. <laughs> Live from the Lava Pit Playhouse... The Lumpy and Sasquatch Troubadours present Do You Really Love Bon Jovi? Hey, Eddie, what you up to? I'm getting ready to attend the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Cool. I've never been to Cleveland. Who's getting inducted? Bon Jovi. They're my favorite. Hey, I have an extra ticket. You want a road trip with me? Absolutely. I love Bon Jovi. Nice. What's your favorite song? Uh, probably The Summer of 69. That song rocks. It does, but that's Brian Adams. Oh, man. I, I'm sorry. That's embarrassing. Don't worry about it. Easy mistake. What other songs do you like? Well, I used to crank Jump on the boombox back in the day. Actually, that's Van Halen. Oh. Well, I'm more into the ballads anyway. Bon Jovi has great ballads. Which one is your favorite? Probably that one from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah, that's Brian Adams, too. Really? What about that one from The Three Musketeers? Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting, none of whom are in Bon Jovi. Every rose has its thorn? Poison? Mr. Roboto. Sticks. Love will keep us together? Captain and Tennille. Oh. Do you know any Bon Jovi songs? Sure I do. How about Let It Rain? That's not Bon Jovi either. Sure it is. No, it's not. He sang it with Luciano Pavarotti in 1998. What? Yep. 
at Pavarotti and Friends, a concert for the children of Liberia. I didn't know that, and I know everything about Liberia. You do really like Bon Jovi. Of course. I love Bed of Roses. That was my jam back in the early 90s. Oh, man. You were being ridiculous. Hey, it's my life. I was ready to strangle you. Oh, you shouldn't do that. Because then you'd be wanted, dead or alive. Okay, you're funny. Now knock it off. Because if you tried to kill me, I'd be living on a prayer. We're done now. Oh, you love me. Besides, I'll pay for lunch. Thanks, man. Plus, I know how you eat. Those gas station hot dogs are bad medicine. That's it. You're driving. Wah, wah, wah. All right, are you ready for your final question? I am stoked. Okay, so here we are. <clears throat> Lumpy and Sasquatch hop on their steel horses and ride <laughs> to Perth Amboy, New Jersey, birthplace of John Bon Jovi. On the way there, they stop at a hair salon called You Give Love a Bad Mane. Oh. Because of mane of hair. Yeah, yeah. For some touch-ups. They want to look good when they get to Bon Jovi's hometown. Of course. When they leave the salon, whose hair is fashioned in the mullet and blonde streaked curls of 1980s Bon Jovi and whose hair is in the distinguished silver fox style of Bon Jovi today. This is a trick question, I feel, because our age difference might indicate, but I, I think I'm going to go against age and go strictly with type. I think Lumpy is going to have the curly mullet from the 80s yeah, probably. and Sasquatch is going to have the silver fox Sexy silver fox look. Yes. And that's good. We love Bon Jovi. <clears throat> we do love Bon Jovi. Do you want to read our closing remarks? You bet. We'd like to thank our audience, obviously. I think there's maybe maybe even more than a baker's dozen of you now. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, I, I have faith in you. A baker's dozen of you. Please like us on Facebook at Lumpy Sasquatch. Follow us on Twitter also at Lumpy Sasquatch. Extend the reach. Thank you all for joining us once again. There's some closing remarks. I'll let the recording say it, but we love you. You're great. Rock on and uh, enjoy the ceremony. Bye-bye. Bye. The Lumpy and Sasquatch theme was written by Bob Garrix. Our introduction was recorded by Kimberly Logan. Lumpy and Sasquatch's artwork was designed by Jake Friend. Sasquatch and Lumpy, the Lumpy and Sasquatch show.